0: goal setting needs an upgrade, especially for modern home loving women with big dreams.
1: We're done with goal setting systems that pump you up, then introduce massive tension between your goal and your daily responsibilities, and then leave you feeling like a failure.
0: But we're also not into fly by the seat of your pants living where your days are spent reacting to each situation without making real progress on the things that matter most to you.
1: We're here, and we think you are too, because we care about living intentionally. We know that you have dreams that you want to see fulfilled, goals that you want to accomplish, and goodness
0: that you want to bring into the world. Which is why we're spending this special season of our podcast diving all the way into the Rooted Goals System. I'm Clary. And I'm Shelby. This is Make Space to Thrive.
1: All right. It's time for a mindset shift. Did you know that forgetfulness is your number one enemy to making consistent progress on your
0: goals? This season is all about our rooted goal setting system. And rooted is an acronym that stands for rooted in your core calling, organically growing out of your context, outlined for clarity, tailored to your lifestyle, Etched into your memory and developed by Providence. Today we are diving into the concept of etched into your memory.
1: So we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Unless you're willing to become a pre programmed robot, life rarely goes exactly according to plan. And even then, there are no guarantees. As helpful as it is to knuckle down on your specific points of discipline, the need To be reasonably flexible is ever present. And if you've listened to our last episode, we talked all about that at the end of how a lot of my goals that I had for this quarter really needed me to have a flexible mindset as I approached them. But this part of the acronym, having my goals etched in my memory, was a lifesaver for making progress on those goals, even though this quarter did not go the way I planned it.
0: It is absolutely essential that your next right-step goal is etched into your memory. And by that, we mean that it is something that you are able to think about often and easily so that it stays at the top of your mind and therefore is something that you're able to make progress on and eventually accomplish.
1: And like I said, this particular thing is the secret sauce for continuing to make progress on your goals even when All of your circumstances change. So you really want to lean in and listen to this so that you can understand kind of why this works. We're going to actually get into a little bit of brain science behind why this works.
0: Yeah. Neuroscientists tell us that we have this thing called a working memory. Do not let that term freak you out. (laughs) It's the part of our brain that is making available and processing all of the information we need to accomplish tasks. It also helps to guide our attention by filtering out the things that are deemed non-important so that we can stay alert and focused to the things that our brain tells us are important. So for example, when you're driving... You know what matters, that you have to stay in your lane. You know what you can ignore, the things that are off the road. Often when we drive, we go on autopilot, especially when we're driving to the grocery store, those very familiar places, because our brain isn't having to actively think about directions because the directions and the whole act of driving have become a part of our working memory because we do them so often.
1: So let me give you an example of how your working memory can actually work against you so that your brain is keying into things that actually don't matter very much while filtering out the things that do matter. This is possible. And a really good example of this is our cell phones. So our cell phones have been created by people who completely understand how your attention works, how to get you to come back and use the phone, and how your working memory works. They understand all of these things with the apps and the notifications and just the whole everything to do with your cell phone is geared towards getting you to pick it up over and over and over again. And so that's why you have your little notifications that make a sound. It grabs your attention, right? And it says there's something over there I need to pay attention to. And so you go over there and you pick up your phone and you get sucked into whatever information that your phone is telling you. And that brings you on this rabbit trail. And then you go check these messages. And before you know it, you have spent a lot of your time paying very close attention to all of these random things while very important things have been filtered out, such as you being able to use that 15 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour of quiet time that you just had making progress on your goals.
0: The reality is that you never forget to pick up your phone. You have picked it up so many times during your life that your brain is always telling you, This is the most important thing. Go pick up your phone. You don't know what you're doing, go pick up your phone. You have 15 minutes, go pick up your phone. Imagine if your goal became as ingrained as an impulse to pick up your phone. The key to training your working memory is making your memory work for you so that your brain is always telling you to go back and to revisit your goal, to make progress on your goals, to pay attention to your goal, because it is something that is very important to you. Every time you do the work to make your goal more actionable or compelling or relevant or you create a task list or you do a research project around your goal, you are telling your brain, signaling your brain that your goal is important. And every time you do the logistical legwork to make space for your goal in your week, putting that task on a Thursday, you know, planning that deep work time for a Saturday. You are telling your brain that your goal is really important. So important, in fact, that you're carving out precious time in your schedule to dedicate to it.
1: And that's basically what you're doing. You're getting your subconscious to join the team. You're not just relying on your executive functions to say, and your willpower to say, okay, it's time to go work on my goal. If you've trained your working memory, if you've got your subconscious on board, then your brain is, even if you're not actively thinking about it, your brain is constantly scanning the horizons for an opportunity to make progress on your goal. And truly, we know from experience what it's like. It takes work, but you truly can change it. Instead of your brain scanning the horizons for opportunities for you to go scroll Facebook, your brain really truly can be trained to scan opportunities for you to make time to go work on your book or for you to go and make progress on key work tasks, or really invest that time with your child that you've been wanting to do, or whatever it is, you can train your brain to see that opportunity as an opportunity to do very important things.
0: Yeah, and the way that you train your brain is just by giving your goal attention on a regular basis. So every time you think about it, schedule it into your week or knock at a task that supports your goal— the more that you are working towards your brain being able to signal you to do these things on autopilot because your brain will increasingly do the legwork. And the Evergreen Planner is the perfect tool to do this type of training with your brain because it has all the different facets needed to continually signal your brain about what is most important to you.
1: So for the annual 12-month booklet, for instance, when you're looking at your month calendar, if you have your goals written on the opposite page, then when you're looking at all the plans that you have for your month, you're also seeing how those goals might fit into those plans or what plans might need to shift and change so you have more space for your goals. Or if you are poring over your agenda for the week and you're lining everything out, if you have your goals in sight, Then you are looking for opportunities in your week to move things forward. And you're taking actual tasks that you outlined for clarity in step three of the workbook. You're taking that next task and you're finding a place where it can plug into your week. Or you're taking a few tasks from a few goals and figuring out where they can plug into your week and what things you might want to shift and change. You're not only doing the work to make space for your goal, but you're also in that moment training your brain to continue to care about your goal.
0: And when you get to planning out each day, two of the key elements that we have in our classic booklet is a place for you to put your top three targets for the day and also a place for you to time block. And this is um, actually an area where I have seen my brain working for me many times, is when I go through that time-blocking section, and my rhythms are pretty set. I know how our days are going to go, when we eat meals, all of that, that my you know i my hand and my brain together they just sort of fill in all those sections really quickly and then it's like immediately i'm thinking okay where am i going to plug in my top 3 targets and often two of those top 3 targets just have to do with like really important things around the house i have to get done and then one of them is often more goal related that's often how the time works out in my days so each day when i fill out my time blocker I automatically have that cue of when am I going to make progress on this X important thing that I'm focusing on, or have I since you know one of the goals I've talked about for this quarter is our rhythms? My brain is constantly saying, "Did we adhere to the rhythms that we're trying to build today?" You know, or are we setting ourselves up to meet the rhythms? Um, you know, by creating realistic a realistic schedule for today, um, are we actually making space for the three targets that we created? If you have Three targets for the day and they conflict with each other, then, you know, the yep. act of writing that in a physical planner cues your brain to say, Hey, I can't do two cognitively demanding tasks at the same time, you know, that take the same amount of time in the same day. So you start to see, okay, where are the conflicts going to come up? What problems can I solve proactively so that I'm not building frustration into my day, but I'm rather executing the things that are most important to me in a way that is setting myself up for a successful day.
1: And one of my favorite parts of the daily page that you were just describing, Clary, is the seasonal goals prompt. And so every day you are prompted to write down at least three seasonal goals that you have so that those goals stay top of mind. And this is actually just taking a practice that CEOs use and have used successfully for a long time where they review their goals every morning. They check in and see how much progress they're making on those goals. We added the extra step of writing it down every single day so that you are encoding those goals in your memory over and over and over again. And what's amazing is if you take this daily discipline of using your planner looking at your month, looking at your week, your day, writing down your seasonal goals every day, you're going to find that your subconscious is absolutely trained to look for opportunities to make progress on your goals. And you'll find that some days you don't even touch your planner because you are so keyed into what the next right step is, what the most important thing that you can do today might be. And you are absolutely on autopilot. You have these strong rhythms. You start rocking and rolling throughout your day and you're making progress on your goals. And then you know that your planner is there the next day so that you can check in, make sure that nothing's falling through the cracks, get reoriented. And in that way, your planner can support you as you move forward on your goals without you feeling like you are a slave to the paper, having to revisit and look at what you've written down five, six times a day so you don't get off track, we set up our system so that you do not have to do that. We know that as women with dynamic lives, we need to be able to have what's important to us just top of mind regardless of if our planner is in reach. Our planner has been crafted in order to make this intentional living that you want to do intuitive to you.
0: And using a planner in this way is almost a guarantee that your goal is not going to fall off your radar. Because like Shelby was talking about, the more that you do this, the more you use your planner, the more your brain will start to function in this way, even on the days that you don't actually physically right in your planner. And that's what we love. We always talk about how we want to make intentional living increasingly intuitive so that you can move throughout your day, use your planner as support when needed, but also feel the freedom to step away from your planner because you have both trained your brain, you have supportive rhythms, you have you know done all of the legwork to know what's important to you. And all of this is a process. You do it again and again. But as you continue this, you really get to move through life in a very intuitive way. Now, <laughs> life will still happen. You'll hit roadblocks and slow seasons. You will have unexpected things happen, like we've talked about all throughout this podcast season. But when you have lived in this way and when you have crafted a lifestyle that is based around the things that matter most to you and you have been you know, disciplined to follow through, um, on the goals that you've set and you've you know taken the time to build rhythms that are life-giving, then you will be able to pivot effectively even when you hit those roadblocks because your important goals, your important rhythms, the things that matter most to you will remain ingrained In your brain because you have done the work to build a working memory around them. And actually, our final episode, the the next one that will come out, is all about the mindset needed for effective pivoting when you hit roadblocks or snags or slow seasons. So if you're interested in the practicality of that and the mindset behind it, then definitely come back for our final episode.
1: So in each episode, Clary and I have been sharing our last three goals for the past quarter and explaining how we've been living out this rooted approach to goal setting in our day-to-day life, how that actually looks, the nuts and bolts behind that. And I was thinking about how interesting it is that this past quarter, even though it did not go as expected. And I wasn't able to do my key habit goal that would help me to get up early and have more space for the deep work that I needed to do. We talked a lot about what happened there in the last episode. It was pretty amazing because even without my normal rhythms, I noticed that Every day, I thought about my quarterly goals for throughout the entire quarter. Even with my schedule going out the window, something I could not control, I was still keyed in to making progress on those things whenever I could. And I was asking myself, like, what was so different about this quarter? Even compared to other quarters in the past, when I've used the Rooted Goal system, I've used this planner in order to set goals and keep them etched in my memory for a long time now, and for years. And yet this quarter, I was even more sharply keyed into making progress on my goals with the space and time that I had. And I realized that the big difference was that I had extremely essentialized my participation in social media over the past quarter. And that really opened up a lot of my memory, my working memory, to be able to be keyed into my more important goals because I wasn't picking up my phone every time it was time to make progress on work because I was thinking, okay, let me check in, let me answer DMs, let me post something, and then I'll get started on other tasks. I didn't have that default habit that was siphoning a lot of those pockets of time that I did have available for my other two goals which were to finish my final freelancing project and to copy edit and revamp the entire evergreen planner website both of those things I really needed quote unquote needed my schedule to be normal in order to make progress on both of those things they're big projects and they take a lot of cognitive effort but even without my normal deep work rhythms, I was able to make progress on them. And it was because I had replaced that effective muscle memory of every time I had a down moment picking up my phone with instead connecting with my planner or taking a minute of solitude or just breathing. Those things filling in the cracks of my day instead of jumping right into the social media feed help protect my working memory so much so that I was able to leverage the time that I did have available those quiet moments for making progress on the things that ultimately would matter most to me. So what about your goals, Clary?
0: Yeah, so with my three goals this quarter, they were to revamp our family rhythms and specifically add in the rhythm of learning time. And one of the ways that I kept that top of mind was on my week grid, I made sure that I wrote in the days each week that we would Mm -hmm. do learning time. For the most part, these days were very consistent, but every once in a while, we'd hit a week where some things would shift. And so at the start of the week, when I was doing my week planning, I just wrote that in as one of the tasks Mm -hmm. that would fall on the days that I knew we would have the time to do learning time together. And then on my um, day grid, that's when I got into more of the nitty gritty of our rhythms with writing and specifically when that learning time would take place. I really used the time blocker to flesh out our morning rhythm and deciding, you you know, okay, are we wrapping up all our morning stuff? Is its it 8.30? Is it 9? Is it 9.30? You know, trying to figure out some of those um, hiccups of, you know, just when you're in a family, who's getting dressed when, you know, especially when you have a very active 18-month old who likes to get into everything and, you know, all of that. So I used, I used my time blocker again and again to sort of troubleshoot rhythms, especially our morning rhythm and figure out, okay, when is a realistic time to um, start our learning time and, you know, how long can it be? What is the boys' energy like? And I fleshed that out a lot using our time blocker section. And so it just became second nature that whenever I was doing my week planning or time blocking a day, I was automatically asking okay, when am I doing learning time? When is it starting? You know, how long is it going to go? And then what specific, you know, activities am I wanting to plug into that time?
1: I just love that you are talking about how you use your time blocker to flesh this out over and over and over again. And it was in the process of that, that it got etched into your memory, because I think that people might get hung up with thinking that they have to have this Perfect goal before they start writing it down in their planner, and that they've got to just know exactly how it's going to shake out. That it's just perfect, it's impeccable. Nothing can challenge that goal before they start to write it down and keep track of it in their planner. And that is just not the case. None of us live that way. We all allow our goals to continue to be in process and continue to evolve as we are living out the day-to-day and all of us use our time blockers and our week grids and just a different aspects of our planner to totally hash out, okay, why is this goal not working? Troubleshooting is a big part of the beginning phase of us actually executing a goal that we have written down. And in the process of troubleshooting, it gets etched into our memory. And we find that because we leaned all the way into that troubleshooting, it's etched into our memory. And honestly, we are just oriented to actually fall Going through and getting that goal done because we've done all that legwork and all that heart work.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And similarly, with my kind of home organization and home projects goal, I have an extra notebook that sits in my cover because I knew that this goal would outlast one of our classic booklets that cover a month. Um, I wanted to have an extra notebook in there. And so um, it has my, you know, my mine and my husband's brain-dumped list of all the different projects we've imagined and then sort of the sorting that we did. And so every month I look at it and I pull some of those tasks onto lists in my classic booklet. And then each week I kind of look at that list and I say, OK, what seems feasible with the other things going on in our schedule this week? What tasks can I tackle solo? What tasks um, you know, does my husband need to do and what tasks do we have to do together? And so I keep that list in the back of my classic booklet so that I can reference it when I'm doing my week planning. And that has helped a lot. And then since this goal is being formed by... Us learning, you know, learning our home, learning what works best. If a particular pain point comes up, then often solving that pain point will move whatever project that entails to the top of the list. So that's certainly a way where we're very intuitive that we're not just tied to whatever list we created because we created it. We're letting the pain points as we continue to live in our home for longer to really dictate what project to prioritize next. And then lastly, with my evergreen work, once I finally got our rhythms to the point that I had my deep work block reestablished in my week, then 90% of my evergreen work tasks get put in that deep block. Right now, um, it used to be that I would work a little bit every day, and right now, we actually have a babysitter that comes on Wednesdays, and so I batch 90% of my deep work tasks onto one day, and that has worked really well. I still will check in on other things, but they're normally small tasks, and so each week, I assess, okay, what am I going to do on Wednesday when I have my deep work? I look at my most critical evergreen tasks, and I prioritize them so that when I sit down to do my deep work, I work on the most important one first, and then whatever else I can knock off after that, I can get done. So that is how I have used my planner to support these goals and to etch them into my memory so that um, I've definitely seen this with the house projects, that if I suddenly find like, Oh wow! You know the eighteen-month-old is taking a super long afternoon nap, and the boys are outside playing happily. I can tackle, you know, cleaning out this buffet that got full of random stuff when we moved. You know, and and I can knock that out real quick because I have, you know, written that down as a task. And so, you know, when you suddenly are gifted those pockets of time. Um, Having written them down in my planner definitely helps me to go, okay, you know, what can I tackle? Or if it's, you know, a day that I'm like, I want to do something productive, like on the house, what's the next thing I can flip to that list that I keep in my classic booklet? And that makes it really easy to jump into it.
1: And this is exactly how we make intentional living intuitive. And we want to equip you to be able to do that too, starting today. So we are going to give you the entire etched in your memory section of the goals workbook. The link is in the show notes for the free download and included in that are sample day planner pages from our classic planner booklet. So you can get started on doing this. There's a checklist there. You just go through each item on the checklist in order. And by the end of it, you will be be able to experience what it's like to etch your goal into maximize your day planner spread in order to etch your goals into your memory. You can find the Rooted Goals Workbook in our shop at evergreenplanner.com. It's a 40 page workbook that will take you all the way from gaining key insights into your core calling, identifying your next right step goal, creating a strong game plan and adopting a healthy mindset for following all the way through on that goal, even as the seasons of your life
0: shift and change. You can use the Rooted Goals Workbook over and over again as you continue to develop and accomplish life-giving goals around the things that matter most to you. We love using the Rooted Goals Workbook during goal-setting season in January and often revisit it throughout the year as we set our quarterly goals.
1: And you can use the Root of Goals workbook anytime that you need to get oriented around what truly matters or troubleshoot conflicting priorities and find peace as you set and execute your next right step goal.